baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Drive Time with the Russia. Jason is off, filling in. I'm Dave Schrader. So brown Christmas. I heard the snow conversation yesterday, and people are not sure what they want. Everybody wants a white Christmas till we get a white Christmas and have to drive through it. I understand that concept. I, myself, am a fan of this time of year. I love snow as long as I don't have to shovel it, but that's why I have so many children. I send them out to do the work that I no longer want to do. As we come into this time of year, I love looking into things that I don't know about. And something that actually kind of blew my mind is we are now straddling many different holidays that we've, we've just come through uh, with Halloween and Thanksgiving heading into the uh, holiday season here in December. Something came up to me. And, uh, Dan, I don't know if you – have you ever heard of Ragamuffin Day? I have not. I mean, we didn't we just do what was last night? Was it uh, Krampus or the thing? Crump, Krampus, yeah. Krampus was that last because that was just yesterday, right? I believe so. And I only heard of that like a few years prior. But what Ragamuffin Day? Yeah. So Ragamuffin Day actually began um, on Thanksgiving back in 1870. So it was a short time after Lincoln had signed the declaration that we would be celebrating Thanksgiving as a national holiday uh, back in 1863. Now this this is kind of interesting because. Kids started dressing up as um, homeless and disenfranchised people and going out begging for treats and food and and so on. And they would wear the rumpled up coats and hats. And it was just kind of a, oh, this is a fun celebration. This was based in New York at the time. So is this like second Halloween? Is that what we're trying to do? No, this is before Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this was a a prior to Halloween type thing. And uh, it actually ran – until the the 1950s in New York and in a few surrounding areas. And then it began, it actually started, it's kind of slide out of favor right after the Great Depression in 29. So not as many people were doing it because it was kind of, you know, a lot of people were on hard times and yeah. it was kind of rude to have people dressed as homeless out begging for food and money that didn't necessarily need Thankfully, it. we don't do anything like that anymore. No, so no. But they, they switched that over. That became part of trick-or-treating and uh, was associated with with Halloween. But they used to do these ragamuffin uh, parades on Thanksgiving, which eventually became the Macy's Day Parade. And there were all these celebrations that took place. In 1941, Congress passed that bill that the fourth Thursday of each November would be recognized as Thanksgiving. I, I didn't even realize this. Washington, Lincoln, and Franklin Roosevelt had all declared Thanksgiving special holidays, and there was kind of this no consensus of when we should actually celebrate it. So that was that was kind of the changeup. But they used to do costumes first. They you know sailors, soldiers, presidents, and then they started getting into the strange and weird costumes that would be made up paper mache. So again, weird stuff that all became part of Halloween and the Thanksgiving Day parades. But we've got the holidays upon us. We're preparing our house by decorating with trees and wreaths and mistletoe and readying ourselves for the visit from that jolly old right elf, right, Santa Claus himself. But a lot of people may not even know the reason behind so many of these traditions and some of the weird characters, like you brought up Krampus, that were celebrated here and around this time uh, and around the world around December. And 
Joining us now to discuss kind of some fun, strange, and weird holiday traditions is an author. He's a folklorist, researcher, world traveler. Jeff Belanger just released a new book called The Fright Before Christmas, available now through Barnes & Noble and Books a Million, as well as Kindle and audio versions on Amazon. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks for being here. Hey, Dave. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. And hey, happy uh, St. Nicholas Day. That is today, December 6th, St. Nicholas Day. So last night was Krampus. Correct. And then followed by St. Nicholas. Well, what is the difference between St. Nicholas and Santa? Aren't they the same character? Uh, not in the rest of the world. Oh, <laughs> really? Different characters. St. Nicholas has always uh, shown up on December 6th to bring uh, toys and treats to the good girls and boys. Santa Claus would come along later, um, and he, of course, arrives on December 25th. Mm-hmm and delivers uh, toys to the good girls and boys. So uh, over in Europe, he's two distinct characters. In the United States, we've sort of blended them uh, into one um, because the St. Nicholas Day was not that big of a day. However, St. Nicholas Day, um, we, yes, Krampus was yesterday, but today, uh, Père Futar will show up with St. Nicholas, who's Father Whipper from France. <laughs> Father <laughs> and, Whipper? Uh, Wait a minute. Where does that <laughs> nickname come from? So this is this is one of these great old stories. Many many miracles are attributed to Saint Nicholas, and this one's pretty gruesome. But it's uh, way back when there were three children who were lost in a snowstorm, and found their way to a butcher shop. Who uh, the butcher took them in, thinking they were going to get shelter, but unfortunately, that butcher turned them into products for sale. Ooh. And uh, now, before you get too concerned, Saint Nicholas, his senses were tingling. He comes into the butcher shop. He's able to put the kids back together again. They'll be okay. And he tells that butcher, uh, from now on, you work for me. You will be Père Futar, Father Whipper, and you will only whip the naughty boys and girls that I tell you to whip uh, around the holidays. And so they became sort of cohorts, good cop, bad cop, uh, very similar to the uh, the Austrian or, Brit- or um, German Belschnickel. But, um, but so anyway, so today, you, if you survived Krampus night last night, congratulations. Today you have to survive uh, Père Futar. All right. Now, is, is Krampus then associated more with St. Nicholas, or is he Santa's kind of uh, St. Nicholas, opposite? yeah. Sa- okay. Yeah, no. He, uh, Krampus was always a cohort of St. Nicholas. They're not enemies. They work together. It's good cop, bad cop. Same idea. Uh, in fact, if you look at some of these great old postcards, and there's so many online, uh, if you just Google image search Krampus postcards, you'll find dozens and dozens. Uh, they're they're horrific, but there's many where you see uh, Krampus and St. Nicholas in the house together. And St. Nicholas will be giving treats to good, happy little children, and there'll be children hiding under the table who are petrified because they know they've been naughty and Krampus is there for them. So St. Nicholas kind of using Krampus as his mob enforcer to kind of go out and clear the way before he has to do the, the tough job of delivering presents? That's pretty much exactly it. Good cop, bad cop. You know, uh, Krampus clears the way. So then there's only good girls and boys left on, on December 6th. And he can be free to deliver toys. There, there used to be such a, a darker side to this holiday. That, that was the consequence. Krampus, Belschnickel, uh, Per Futar, so many of these monsters, they were the consequence. When we were kids, we were told, oh, you'll get coal or sticks in your stocking. Big deal, you know? <laughs> what do you mean told? You didn't get those? <laughs> right. <laughs> that doesn't leave us with a beating or being abducted and dragging, dragged off to a, a mountain lair, you know? Yeah. Um, so we, we got a little soft in, uh, in more modern times. <laughs> we got soft. Yeah, there was, there was actual some uh, signs for when you're not responsible or doing proper things. <laughs> right. you, you were actually held accountable. 
I like yeah. that concept. But, you know, Santa is still here to stay delivering presents and, and taking course. care of of kids around the world. But, you know, the thing that surprised me is we were talking about Ragamuffin Day. So many different traditions have come and gone and some stay on, but we have no clue as to why they're there. Like the Christmas tree, what was the, the concept between bringing that in to begin with? So the Christmas tree is is a wonderful old tradition that goes back to a festival called Yule, which is the winter solstice in the Nordic part of the, the Europe. And just picture it. Just go put your mind back a couple of centuries, and you would look out at the winter landscape on the solstice, and you would see that winter kills everything. You know, winter kills the, the grass and the flowers and the trees. The trees are naked and skeletal and bare, and, and it kills the ponds and, and lakes. They're frozen solid. Everything is dead except this one tree. This evergreen is obviously more powerful than winter, so it was revered. You would take the branches and you would put them over your doors and windows. You would uh, take the tree and bring it inside because it's a symbol that this is more powerful than winter. If this tree, which is clearly magical, that it can stand up to winter's fury, uh, can can withstand winter, then so can you. And so it became symbolic. And also, when when the trees are all naked and bare of leaves, you hear sounds that you don't hear the rest of the year. I mean, sure, maybe it's just the wind whipping through the trees, that hissling, hissing and howling wind, or maybe it's the, the screeching cries of the vanquished spirits being chased by the Norse god Odin on his wild hunt. And you don't want those spirits, those scary things to get inside. So those prickly pine needles keep them out. They keep the good cheer inside and the bad cheer outside. Yikes. Weird stuff, right? And of course, here we have this thing that is so bold and strong that what's our first inclination? Let's cut it down and and take care of it ourselves. (laughs) But it was thumbing its nose kind of at winter itself saying, hey, listen, we're putting these wreaths and and swags over our doors as a way to show winter we're not afraid and uh, we respect this tree so much we're going to cut it down and bring it into our house. <laughs> well, it was it was you you needed it to protect you. You okay. needed it not only symbolically but to protect you. And if you want to get really gruesome, you know when when you're out in the winter hunting because you need to supplement your diet. It's a, it's a long time until spring. If you manage to kill an elk or a deer or something like that, you would take the entrails, you would pull the intestines out of the animal and drape them on nearby trees outside as an offering to the tree, but also so the, the scraps could feed other animals and help them get through winter too. So, Dave, when you're stringing popcorn and cranberries and putting garland around your tree this year, think back to the old days and maybe you want to have a more traditional Christmas and use actual animal entrails. It's a circle of life. No, I don't think I want to do that. We do have to take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got more with Jeff Belanger right here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Drive Time with DeRussia. Sitting in for Jason, I'm Dave Schrader. I'd like to know, did you have any strange or unusual holiday traditions, you can go ahead and reach me through the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. We have Jeff Belanger on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, 
And we're talking about strange uh, traditions from around the world and uh, the holidays here. All right, so we've, we've talked a little bit about the trees and the swags and why they were so important and uh, obviously some of the strange characters uh, surrounding this time of year. Uh, Jeff, what are some of the other bizarre traditions that you uncover for your new book, Fright Before Christmas? Oh, my goodness. There's so many in so many different countries, but but it all centers around the solstice. Uh, in Iceland, for example, they've got the Grilla, who's a, a mountain ogre troll woman who comes down from the, the hills on the winter solstice, and she doesn't discriminate. She looks for any child to abduct and bring back and cook up into her stew. And while this sounds absolutely gruesome, uh, you have to realize in, in Reykjavik, you know, the capital of Iceland, there's only about four hours of sunlight by the winter solstice. And if you go further north, it's even less. And by the very northern tip, you're almost at the Arctic Circle. There's no sunrise at all. And so it's a message. You know, this is a time to stay inside and stay safe. Uh, if you get lost out in the in the mountains in the dark at night, uh, you could die from exposure. And so you you tell your children about these monsters because you want them to stay safe inside. This is our time of year that we don't go out. Uh, so, so parents get really adept at telling these stories. Uh, also in Iceland, she's got these 13 dysfunctional kids called the Ulads, and each of them show up on different days, and they stay for two weeks, and they're basically there to annoy you, but collect their rent. So like the first one is the sheep coat clod, and he shows up and just pokes your sheep with a stick. You know, <laughs> normal stuff. Joke's on him. I already do that. <laughs> right. And then you've got the gully gawk who steals your cow's milk and, and spoon licker who's going to lick your dirty spoons and eat the food off of it after your dinner. And uh, all these strange creatures that show up one day after the other throughout December. And then finally, on Christmas Day, on December 25th, the Yule Cat comes and you need to lay out new clothes. You have to show that you've worked hard all year and that you have uh, provided new clothes uh, for Christmas Day. If you don't have them, the Yule Cat will kill you and eat you. So <laughs> that is worse than trying to fit in, in in high school in your new outfits that your parents got you from Kmart, right? Right. Now, what, right. I'm curious on this. Um, so all of these strange things are taking place. Obviously, we've kind of milk toast America and removed a lot of these strange legends and lore, even though we are the great melting pot. And many people have come here with these stories. Are these uh, characters and traditions still being celebrated around the world? They are, and I'll tell you this, they're they're coming back, even in the United States. There are now Krampus runs that are taking place all over the, the country. Where I live in New England, they have an annual uh, Krampus ball that I've attended a couple of times. Super fun. Uh, I'm sure a lot of these folks are cosplayers in other times of the year, but they have incredibly elaborate costumes. And, of course, the, the today Krampus doesn't abduct children anymore. He's sort of softened a bit. But if you go to Krampus runs in Austria and even some parts of the U.S., he carries a switch of sticks. And if you stand on the side of the road watching the parade, they'll run by and they'll sort of whip at your, your calves and your, your shins with these sticks. Not, not too hard, but the idea is that they're trying to scare the bad spirits out of you, the bad cheer, and leave you feeling good and leave you, you know, almost like a little exorcism. So these monsters are here to help. And, and ultimately, if you think about it, this is you the apologist. Coldest. I know. <laughs> the the thing thing about it though, that this is the coldest, darkest time of the year. And if we're gonna see the light, if we're going to be redeemed, we have to get into a dark place. I mean Ebenezer Scrooge knew it. You know, Ebenezer Scrooge had to go down into a dark, dark place with, and face his ghosts and demons from his own past and, and look at the way he was living his life and only then could he come out the other side and say, I, I can't go on like this. I need to change. 
And so these, these ghosts, these monsters, these traditions are here to put us in that dark place. We are, of course, a little bit afraid because, I mean, you know, in, in Minneapolis, you're facing down the barrel of a gun that is winter. And, you know, winters can be cold and dark and, and scary and we're stuck inside and seasonal affective disorder and all that other stuff. So we spread good cheer because we know we just can't get through this season alone. We've got to look out for each other. And if these monsters scare us into doing the right thing, then I'm glad they're here and I'm glad they're coming back. The Fright Before Christmas, first of all, congratulations, completely sold out on most online booksellers. However, the Kindle version and audiobook version are available on Amazon. Uh, the paper, or I'm sorry, the hardcover edition is still available on Barnes & Noble and Books A Million as well. And if you buy these books, folks, rate and review them as well because it goes a long way to help the authors. I hope you have a very happy and safe holiday season, Jeff. Thanks for stopping by with us here. Thank you, Dave. You too. All right. Take care. I want to hear from you and uh, your thoughts on this time of year, the holiday traditions and fun things that uh, that were a part of your life that maybe you don't see as much of. Give me a call or text me on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. We'll do that next right here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 